Is that thing I kind of forgot how to do this. Oh, me too. We haven't even taken a week off. I just took a vacation. <clears throat> What's up, bitches? Starting out strong. I'm not playing around today. Nope. Welcome back. It's Pod Heaven with Austin and Devin. We're getting kind of good at this, Devin. Yeah, we're pros. It's only a matter of time, dude. It's going to be the biggest podcast in the world. Don't you think? I think so. We have to go to sp- we have to take this to space soon. Well, I mean, it is technically named after an alternate dimension. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Welcome to Pod Heaven, everybody. We're Austin and Devin. And Devin. And Austin. And Austin. That's <laughs> not what I was trying to and say. And Devin. Yeah. I was going to wear my hoodie because I forgot my hat. Your hair Fuck looks it, we already did the intro. Dude, your hair looks fine. It's all good. Oh, thanks. I mean, I was just so just... insecure <laughs> by my hair. I couldn't. Because I'm balding, not... dude. I really am. You're balling? I'm balling. <laughs> I just want to make sure that's what you said. I'm balding, bro. Balding. balding. <laughs> I am balding. Yeah, it's I all mean, right. Kind of, I mean, I don't know. It happens, I think it's just because I wear a hat all the time. But I don't really care. Uh, I'm going to wear a hat on stage. I think it's genetics. I think that whole, like, you wear a hat and you go bald. It was just a campaign against hats. <laughs> That could be. Maybe it was like a shoe company. Yeah, they what's started. A, what's a hat competitor? Yeah, it's, it's like the, the Chick Fil A eat more chicken. Yeah, campaign more chicken. Anyways, couldn't help but notice that you're a little bit sunburnt, dude. I am a little sunburnt. Yeah, it's not too bad though. I went camping this weekend. Yeah, you did. Yeah, nice camping's fun. It was all right. It was all right. It was good. Uh, there were some good parts. There were some bad parts, but you know, and I'm I've I've been in a pretty bad mood ever since I got back. I don't know why. It's uh, those people got to me, man. It was, it was a different type of group of people than I'm normally used to hanging out with. You know, I have I have friends who 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 value respect. Who you know, like Joel, man. That guy just has endless amounts of love. And he's just always motivated, always positive, always got nice things to say, never sarcastic, never negative, unless it's unless somebody's sarcastic or negative to him, you know, he can he can bite back. But like most of my friends are like just we have a set of values that we stand by. And like these people did not. They just wanted to be better than each other. They were just trying to see who had the biggest trailer, who had the biggest truck, who had the loudest dirt bike. And uh, I gotta be honest. It was it was probably worth it just for the quads, because I got to ride that thing on the sand dunes, dude. Ooh, oh, that man. sounds like it would be lots of fun. Yeah, it was crazy, man. Is it? I hit a couple of hills, 
you know, when the sun's hitting the sand and you're and you're driving around in these dunes in, in a in a quad, you can't see. Sometimes there could be like a big ass cliff. Oh, like if you're going up a hill, you know, you can't see over the other side because yeah. it just all blends in. It just all looks the same. It's all sand. But like I hit some hills, dude. That I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna make it down. Like I'm, I'm like if I hit a rock or anything, I'm screwed. But I got some good speed on those things, and nice. uh, got up to like fifth gear. And uh, didn't get any air or anything. But there was this dude there that was riding the dirt bike, and he was kind of like following me around, make sure I didn't get hurt. Nice. And uh, he was just another guy in our group. And he was riding his dirt bike, and I'm pretty sure it's a 250. But that thing was like as big as a horse, <laughs> dude. Like to see him try to hop on that thing, like a big six-foot dude. And he's like freaking sprawled out on this thing. Wow. It was crazy. And he said he rode across water. And he almost fell off. He like it started dragging yeah. him behind it. Yikes! That's that sounds like a blast. Yeah, dude, it was really fun. Yeah. It was really fun. I think everybody just kind of got tired towards the end. Oh, is that when the complaining started happening? Yeah, dude, everybody was sunburnt. Everybody, <laughs> my girlfriend's vape got stolen. What? <clears throat> That's was no good. Yeah, there was just some dumb people there, dude. Yeah. They just don't have values. Don't know where they're going with their life, just fucking work nine to five and ride dirt bikes on the weekends, chew tobacco, smoke cigarettes, spit, cuss, talk shit about their wives. <laughs> Sounds like a great time. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, dang. So I think the real question is how many s'mores did you have? I didn't have a single what? one. What? <laughs> you didn't go camping. I should have had a s'more. Maybe that's why it sucked. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Man. Gotta have those s'mores. I don't know, dude. I'm happy to be back, and I'm yeah. thankful for you. Thanks, dude. A genuine friend, good yeah. person. So I bet that's kind of a uh, good. You you come back, and um, you get you get back to with your immediate circle, right? So is that kind of opened your mind to like what relationships you cherish the most? Yeah, it's made me. Yeah, it's definitely made me thankful for you know my top five. Because whether you like it or not, you have a top five, you know, the top five people you spend most of your time with. And, you know, the problem with most people is that the first one is their boss. Mm. And they, you can't really control who your boss is or like right, what right. kind of personality he has. But, yeah, I'm definitely more thankful for, for the people that I know and love and have in my life now. And I'm definitely, definitely have more grace with some of the people that, you know, maybe kind of irked me before. I don't, it, dude, it was like an awakening. It was, a, it was a huge, like mind opening type experience to just get into a completely different scenario, get a change of scenery. You know, the campground that we went to was on the way to the coast where we've gone on vacations a lot. And, uh, it was just off one of the roads that we've never gone to. Nice. And it turns out there's a shit ton of sand dunes out there. Yeah. And you can rent a freaking side-by-side, which is one of those, you know, big, what did we used to call them? Those two seats in them, or sometimes four, but they look like dune buggies, kind of. But there's two maybe seats? The, yeah, maybe a dune buggy is the is the right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not. It's got like the roll cage on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dune buggy, Yes. Yeah. Sure. Um, we'll call it that. You can rent one of those. For eight hundred bucks a day, eight hundred bucks a day, eight hundred a day. Whoa! What do you think about that? 
You just I buy mean, one at that point, huh? Yeah, I would I would do that instead. Well, I don't know how much those are. I bet you could get a cheap one and then you'd have it forever, yeah. you know. But well, the uh the most fun I had uh with the people that were there was probably on the second night when we played the campfire game. The campfire um, game. Yeah, have you ever heard of it? Mm-mm. You probably I think they made it up. Probably. Do you want to play? I don't know, do I? Yeah, you do. Okay, I won't play. <laughs> yeah, Let's you do it. Play. Let's play it. All right, so we're gonna go camping. Here's our campfire. Me and you. We're going camping. Okay. Uh I'm gonna bring apples. What are you gonna bring? Marshmallows. You can't bring marshmallows. Well, that's why you didn't have any I'm gonna bring awesome. Um, what are you gonna bring? Scotch. You can't bring scotch. <laughs> this is the same reaction I had. If this gets to be too much, just stop it. But I'm going to bring alcohol. You can't bring alcohol. I can. <laughs> what? <laughs> who made these rules? That's exactly what I said, dude. I told the guy who was, who was we were going around the campfire saying this, right? Did he say, was, were you the only one that you no. couldn't bring it? There's oh. a couple other people. Some of the people knew the rules oh, already. I'm gonna bring a tent. You're gonna bring it to you can't bring a tent. Oh, so there's a is it okay. I'm gonna bring air. <laughs> oh, okay. Um what are you gonna bring? Applesauce. You can't bring applesauce. I oh. will bring the applesauce. Okay, okay. I think I know I think I know what we're doing. <laughs> Berries. Berries? <laughs> You're going to bring berries? Berries and cream. You can't bring berries and cream. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is a stupid game. <laughs> That's exactly what I said, dude. So it's not alphabetical. No. I'm going to bring... Oh, okay. I think I know what this is. Okay, I got another idea. My friend, Ashley. Hmm. Okay, going to bring drums. You can bring drums. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> so you can only bring things that's your name. You're the first letter, first letter of, your, letter name. of your name. Got it. Because <laughs> you were doing like alcohol, apples, and stuff like that. Yeah, you said you thought it was A. Yeah. So you said applesauce. <laughs> so like, I said, no, you okay. can't bring applesauce. <laughs> but I can. I like, this is stupid. <laughs> Dude, halfway, th- I, oh, I told him, I said, man. I'm going to bring my friends. And he said, you can't bring your friends. And <laughs> the other dude was like, was like, yeah, dude, your friends suck. <laughs> and the guy doesn't even know me. And I'm like, well, they're better than you guys. Oh, no. <laughs> That's what wow. I told him. Wow. That's insane. <laughs> Woo. Oh. I wow. thought that'd be, I thought you might get a kick out of that yeah. or just get pissed off. Yeah, I, I was getting pissed off by the end of it. I don't like people telling me what I can't do. I know. Right? <laughs> For no reason. Like, you For don't no know reason, why. Like you, you, you didn't have any s'mores, you know? So I was like, oh, I'm going to bring s'mores because you didn't bring, you didn't have any on your big, your camping trip. Right. So I'm just going to make sure that you get them this time. But I can't do that apparently because I'm not named Scott or yeah. Spencer. Yeah, dude. And so but by the end of it, I knew everybody's name. Mm. I just remembered it because the next morning I saw him and I go, well, that's the lady that said tacos, tea, 
Yeah. So her name is Tina. <laughs> yeah, Tina. It's freaking Tina. Or Tiffany. Tiffany. Tiffany was her name. Tiffany. But she is. She would be a Tiffany. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Dude, I wish I knew where all the things were on here. That's it. Yeah, you know. Well, I didn't go camping, but um, I'm trying to learn how to snatch right now. Snatch. Yeah. So explain the snatch again. I think. Yeah, I mentioned this last week. Deadlift it. Then you use your hips to power it through, snatch it, catch the bugger head, right? Full squat. So a barbell. Barbell, yeah. So deadlift to overhead press and one movement, basically. Um, and I've been doing this. And my the main thing right now is that my ankles are locked up and my hips are locked up. So I have to lean really far forward in my squat. So, and you can imagine if you have to lean really far forward, it's really hard to get your arms behind you. Yeah. Especially with 200 pounds in it. Yeah. And um, so you, you want to have more of an upright bottom position in your squat, right? Uh, so okay. I've been doing like this 14-day mobility challenge that um, has been really crazy. Like really kind of opening my mind up to different ways to mobilize the hips mm. and even... Like, cause you know, you got your tibia and the fibia in your, leg. um, yeah. In your legs, the bottom of your legs. When <laughs> I thought I might've said radius and ulna, which is these ones, but it's your, you got your tibia and the fibia. And when you squat and your knees come forward over the top of your legs, the bone here on the inside is supposed to actually move backwards a little bit. Huh. So, and a lot of what, what happens a lot of times is if this bone gets like locked down and tight, um, you kind of just run into it. Right. So uh, today he was having us like take a lacrosse ball. And so, sorry, the, the one the underneath the one mm -hmm. on the outside. And then we would just like press a lacrosse ball back here and trying to get this bone to start moving again. Mm. That was really super painful and kind of cranking on your heels. It's not like that is going to be the key to being able to snatch or have a better upright squat, right? Have a more upright torso in your squat, but it's kind of these little tiny things that you wouldn't really think about huh. um, and trying to get everything moving better. And um, yeah, it's been, it's been pretty crazy. Just kind of, I'm on day, it's a 14 day thing. I can't remember if I said that. And I'm on day eight. Day eight. And, um, spending like seven minutes in the bottom of a squat. Oh my God. Yeah. Just kind of sitting there. I would pass out when I stood up. Yeah, you would. You do have that problem. That's crazy. Yeah. So it's been pretty crazy. So, but I've already noticed that, um, even my gait is work is better. So my, my, my stride when I'm walking is better. Um, I don't have any pain in my hips. Even my like upper back and stuff is starting to pull less when I get into the bottom of a squat. Mm. Things are just moving better. Getting up and down out of chairs, my everything just feels way more stable. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Nice. Um, well, I've been just realizing how like you know fitness, you know healthy habits around fitness and you know just wellness overall. Yeah. And health, like, and happiness. I think, you know, 
we we spend a lot of time chasing that, and uh, it's important to to. Fuck, I kind of forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> That's all right. What were you just talking about? Yeah, so we're talking about snatching and daily just kind of fitness modalities. Yeah, dude. So so when I work out consistently, right. I perform better in my work. Mm-hmm. I And when I perform better in my work, I work out more. Yeah. And I'm happier. And I don't know. I feel like that mind, body, spirit, like business rest time and money, you know, work, rest time, money, mind, body, spirit, like those, those, there's, those, those kind of, that, that trio kind of, yeah. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It no, like I totally to, get what you're saying. Like, cause we got our physical body, right? Our fitness, like our lungs and heart and our muscles mm-hmm. and our, you know, how all that kind of works together. That's your physical sense. And then you've got your mind, which is kind of like just how you like deal with certain situations. Yeah. Right. And your tendencies, your tendencies. And like, do you have more a tendency to be negative or do you have more a tendency to be more positive, you know? And then there's the spirit, which everybody kind of contributes to like going to church and, you know, God and whatever, you know, which isn't, doesn't necessarily have to be that way. You know, um, lots of people will actually, who are like atheist, like they don't, you know, that are not religious at all, you know, but they have an open mind. A lot of those people will actually go to, you know, the Bible or the Quran or whatever, and look at this ancient wisdom that comes from this, you know, and just kind of not necessarily like try to emulate it in a way that's spiritual, that's like spiritual towards a God, right? They look at it more and go, look, this fasting thing that all of these spiritual practices have, this is actually a really good practice to just do. There's, it's sure, you know, religion isn't just this thing that you just, Here's a here's a whole bunch of uh, rules and checklists that you got to make sure that you check off yeah. to make sure that you go to heaven because I feel like that's what a lot of people think religion is. No, it's yeah. it's it's how to live a good life that's actually going to set you up for success. It's going to set you up for less depression, less um, you know, hardships. anger, hardships better relationships, better marriage, all this stuff. It's not just something that's like, hey, here's the keys. Here's how you unlock your keys to heaven. No. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of religions claim that they'll, they'll, or at least are, you know, they don't directly claim that they'll change your life and completely make everything better for you. Right. But I feel like that's the impression that a lot of people get when they go to church. They think that they, they'll, they'll start following this religion and their life will get better. And, you know, I've always looked at, you know, I kind of look at every religion and say, well, they fast and this, this is the results they get from it. These guys meditate, you know, meditation is really popular in, in lots of other religions Mm -hmm. than, than Christianity. Right. Um, but it's not, it's not so popular in Christianity and the, 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 the places I've seen it, you like, like talked about. It doesn't, it's not, 
it doesn't say people should do it for the same reasons that like Buddhists say you should do it. Like a lot of Buddhists would say meditation is just focusing on your breathing Mm. and that takes you out of your mind and into your body. Right. And it just allows you to just detach for a minute. Yeah, for sure. I think that a lot of, you know, because if you think about, you know, just why, why, why does we have all these different religions, but why do they all have some sort of meditation? Why do they all have some sort of fasting? You know, why, why do they have these things in there? It's not, you know, it's because I don't know. Have you ever fasted before? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know how for a day? Do you? Yeah. For a day. It's painful. You're just like, oh my gosh, my head hurts because I haven't had any caffeine. I get pissed off. You're pissed off. But then you start to like realize and kind of, <laughs> it, it makes you just really step back from it and go, wow, I really want a cappuccino right now. I really want Mountain Dew. I really want chips. I really want this, you know, and this is really driving me because, you know, most of the time if you're not fasting, you just go, on a Mountain Dew, you go yeah. get it, <laughs> you know, yeah. and you, it just happens. <clears throat> and these patterns are just, you know, solidified and driven into us. And then we don't really realize how much like power they have over us yeah. until you go into like a fast. Right. Yeah. And you go, man, I really want Mountain Dew right now. And then you would always go, oh, well, I don't really, I just kind of want it. You yeah. Know? But if you if you say no, I don't, I, I can't have that. I'm not going to have that right now. I don't really need it. And then it comes back again, and you go, I don't really need that. And it comes back again. I don't really need that. It comes back again, and you're like, whoa, this is crazy. Like this start is something th- that I really want. Yeah. This has a big hold over me. You, you know? start to think differently. Yeah, and then you kind of realize, and then when you're, the next day, you kind of go, wow, I didn't realize how much of like how much sugar had a hold on me yeah how much caffeine had a hold on me and that's you know and you you probably wouldn't have figured that out until you did something like that you know yeah well i think i you know i had a vacation this weekend but it it was hard to find time to meditate except for in the morning um but it's really important i you know i meditate every morning I just need to 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 get into my own brain because even if you're not an artist, even mm. if you're not, if even if you don't own a business, and because you when you when you're when you own a business, you have to be involved in social media. Right. You have to put your content out. You mm. have to use it to get people's attention. You have to do your thing on there, make yourself known, and that's how shit moves today is through social media. Mm-hmm. And you have to do that. And so to to detach from that for a weekend, kind of was good but it's time to get back to business yeah yeah unfortunately you didn't come out of that feeling more like rejuvenated but <laughs> no no well it's ready uh, to go again i might have to do something else to <laughs> rejuvenate
So that's a remix I made of a Russ song. Do you know who Russ is? I don't. He's a rapper. And he is like super underground. And uh, he wrote the song called Too Many. And the hook says one time, two times too many. Three, four, five, six times too many. You done fucked up one time too many. <laughs> and then when he gets to the bridge, he says, when the boss talks, you should close your mouth. We ain't got shit to really talk about. Better keep your shit moving. <laughs> I'm the reason why you're doing what you're doing. And I just relate to that so much, man, because like some of these rappers that I work with in the studio, some of these people that I record with, like when I got back from vacation, man, the first thing, like I left my phone off all weekend because I already knew if I open my phone, I'm going to have artists complaining about their shit. I'm going to have people that want this and this and this yeah. from me. And I'm just like, let me detach. Let me let me meditate for a weekend. <clears throat> and I just like, I, I, I have to be in this place where I'm just, where I just don't give a fuck. And like... I just my my new catchphrase is no more Mr. Nice Guy, <laughs> and I just wrote a song called No More Mr. Nice Guy because in the studio I sugarcoat shit. Mm. When I'm in the studio and I'm talking to these artists, like we end up not getting work done the way it should be done in a professional yeah. studio because these guys want to just talk and like hang out, and these guys don't take it seriously like I do. You know they want to get artsy fartsy and take their time and have a couple drinks and. And go slow and just, and I'm like, when I'm in the studio and we're paying 49 bucks an hour to rent out that booth and to get the, these artists in here, it's time to have the song down. It's time to do it right. It's time to take advantage of the opportunity that you have and the, the microphone, the 350 micro, dollar microphone you have in front of you. I'm kind of tipsy, dude. This whiskey's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I get, I get that whole thing. You know, and that is, I'm going to take it over to the fitness industry because that's, that's what I know. Um, well, I get, you get, cl- I get clients who they just want to talk. Yeah. You know, and I get that because half, sometimes half the reason that people hire you is because they're lonely. Yeah. And they want somebody to talk to and sure. listen to what they're passionate about and what they're fired up about. But that's when you have to step in. And say, okay, one second. Let me cut you off right there. We can talk about this a little bit. Let's do one more take. Yeah. Or let's do one more set. Let's let's make. Okay, here's what we're gonna do next. And then when they're in, then when they're in between takes, they can talk a little bit. You know. And yeah. It's just this whole balance. You you probably found this out. You know that it's just just this whole like balance, it's ebb and flow of like, okay, what can I give this person that he needs? Sure. But also still get stuff done so that I can <laughs> say, oh. I can I can actually give you a product yeah. for your time that you spent in here. <laughs> Cause I remember going into the studio for the first time with Silver Remains. Yeah. And I was pissed a couple of times when Dave was like, No, we're gonna do this. No, we're gonna do this. I'm like, No, we're gonna do this. This is my stuff. Man. This yeah. is my music. <laughs> you know, so I don't ever want to impose on an artist that yeah. way. But sometimes, dude, you can't always be the nice guy. You no. can't always be the nice no. guy. No, exactly. You gotta be <clears throat> the the timekeeper you've got to be the guy who keeps everybody on track yeah yeah because there's a hundred things to take into account 
when you're recording an album, you know, wh- where are we going to do it? You know, that's pretty much narrowed down by the time I get in the studio with somebody because we're a bad beat. Who's going to play guitar? Who's going to play bass? Who's going to play drums? Who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? Oh, you have a song that you want to hire an orchestra for? Okay. So now we got to make some phone calls. Right. You know? Yeah. And that it happens. Like, we never know who's going to come in or how much money they have or what they want to do exactly or right. whatever. But sure. as soon as I got back from vacation, I had this huge text from Gordo. <laughs> I wasn't going to say his name. Uh, well, too late. What's up, Gordo? He doesn't mind. He, he's not the, he's not, I, I, I won't say the other guy's name. I'll say Gordo's name because Gordo wasn't the 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 dick story. But <laughs> as soon as I get back, I have this text from Gordo that says, "Hey, I want to get four songs copyrighted so that I can go to Arizona and play this show. I'm worried that if I go to that show and I play, somebody's gonna steal my music over there." Okay, yeah, because it's super easy. You know, there's lots of people that do it <clears throat> these days that just steal music. Producers that just go to shows. They go, oh, that sounds catchy, and they just make a song and market mm. it properly, mm. you know? And they don't give that artist any credit. Yeah. And this makes people mad. And Gordo has gotten upset with me in the past because he's like, well, not upset with me directly, but just really upset because like some some rapper like flipped his song and and made it into something else and didn't credit him. And he called me one day and he was just screaming. He was oh, just screaming. no. And I'm just like, Gordo, you got to understand, like, these people, like, the, every single melody ever has been written yeah. already, okay? Mm-hmm. And there's an article about it because when I, because we went and jammed with this bassist, me and Gordo, and we'll call him Mark. Okay. What, what were you going to say? <laughs> Jimmy. Jimmy? We can call him Jimmy. Okay. <laughs> Jimmy the bassist. We went and jammed with Jimmy. And Jimmy seemed like a pretty cool guy. I was willing to hang out with Jimmy a couple more times and 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 try. You know, we everybody has their weaknesses. And so when you get a group when you get in a group of people that you're jamming with, it's hard to like figure out where you fit in. But I'm always playing drums when I'm jamming with Gordo because that's just that's just yeah. we, we jam at his shop, and he has a drum set, and he plays guitar. So I don't want to like overstep him with the guitar. So I just play right. drums, and then Jimmy plays. Jimmy's playing bass, and <laughs> and we and I brought Ashley one time, my girlfriend, and Jimmy wanted me to play one of his songs with him. So he gave me a CD, and I came back the next week. Brought Ashley. She filmed us playing his song. And Gordo song, no Jimmy Jimmy's song. song. Jimmy song. Okay. Gordo actually was taking a break while I played his song because Gordo was like, "Oh, I'm gonna take a break," and I, was, and I was like, "Well, I'm still ready to go." And I was like, "Jimmy, I learned that song. I listened to it. Let's play." And he was like, "Okay." And <laughs> so we played it. Ashley filmed it. Okay. I told him that I work for a record label called Bet Beat, and he looked the record label up. And texted Dave, thinking that it was me, right? Okay. Said, hey, my name's Jimmy. And I want to, <laughs> I was wondering if Austin 
This message is for Austin. I was wondering if he could post that video on Facebook. And then he gave me his first and last name on Facebook. Okay. And <laughs> I forgot to post the video of okay. the song, of yeah. us jam, of us playing his song. And so then he goes and jams with Gordo again, and I couldn't go because he had to move from Wednesday to Saturday, and I don't do Saturdays. So he jams with Gordo. Next thing I know, I come back from vacation. I have a text from Gordo. It <laughs> says, I want to make an EP. I need to copyright six songs. Stealing music is very personal to me. I don't ever want anybody to steal my music. And I haven't had my phone on me, so all my texts are stacked up. Uh. Right? So this is over the course of a couple of days. Over the course of these couple of days, Gordo texted me that, but also Jimmy <laughs> texted me or texted Dave <laughs> and said, Austin is stealing music. What? And Bemby <laughs> just started talking shit about Bemby and talking about how I steal people's music. What? <laughs> what and happened? I'm like, and we, I just saw the two words stealing music and I was already so fed up with hanging out with these douchebags all weekend <laughs> that the only thing that got through to my mind was stealing music. And I'm like, Gordo, we've fucking been over this. Oh, no. And I just went off on the guy. And I was just... <laughs> you went off on Jimmy? On Gordo, Oh, dude. no! <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I told Gordo, I was like, dude, you're going to cost me my job if you keep running around talking, me, talking about me like this. And he's like, what the hell are you talking about? And I sent him the screenshot that Dave sent me of Dave's conversation with Jimmy. I doubt people are still following at this point. (laughs) All right, wrap it up. But what happens? (laughs) But so anyways, I think since I forgot to post Jimmy's video and, and I told Gordo while Jimmy was present at one of our jam sessions that I had rewritten a song that Gordo showed me that he was in the process of writing. He told, he's always told me he wants to write a song with me, Gordo. And so he played this song called Heaven. And I was like, that's perfect. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish writing this song. Because he had a hook for it, but he didn't have any verses written. Okay. So he played that song in practice. I went home and rewrote it. And I, told, I, told, I came back to band practice with Jimmy and Gordo. And I told him what I did with that song. And I think Jimmy kind of misinterpreted that a little bit. Okay. And maybe caught a vibe. And so, and then after I come back from vacation, I find out that they jammed and he and Jimmy texted Dave. And now Gordo wants to copyright his music. And Jimmy thinks I stole his song. Oh, no. <laughs> what the heck? That's. Ugh. So, but I called Gordo and I was like, hey, dude, I thought this over. I've, I've, I realized this is not your fault. You know, and Dave was just like, hey, bro, like, I need a suggestion on how to respond to this guy because I don't know what to say. And he's just irritating me. And I'm like, well, I would just say noted to everything he's saying to you. (laughs) I hear what you're saying. That's pretty much, that's pretty much all. Oh, gosh. Well, frick. Okay. So I've got a, a question. I wanted to piggyback on that. Oh, okay. Go ahead. With this, with this article. Musicians freak out if somebody steals their song. But there's this. Understandably. But Dave sent me this article. He says, 
Musicians algorithmically generate every possible melody and release them to public domain. It says Damien Real and Noah Rubin generated and saved every possible melody to a hard drive and then turned it back around to the commons. Two, bro- two programmer musicians wrote every possible MIDI melody. So MIDI is like this, like my little keyboard. Right. Like just a, a piece of data that tells what note to trigger, when to trigger it, and what pitch to trigger it at. Right. And then you can scatter those on a grid to make a melody. So in existence to a hard drive, copyrighted the whole thing, and then released it to the public in an attempt to stop musicians from getting sued. Programmer, musician, and copyright attorney Damien Real, along with fellow musician and programmer Noah Rubin, sought to stop copyright lawsuits that they believe stifle the creative freedom of artists. Often in copyright cases for song melodies, if the artist being sued for infringement could have possibly had access to the music they're accused of copying, even if it was something they listened to once, they can be accused of subconsciously infringing on the original content. One of the most... This is is getting in the weeds. One of the most (laughs) notorious examples of this is Tom Petty's claim that Sam Smith's Stay Stay With Me sounded too close to Petty's I Won't Back Down. Smith eventually had to give Petty co-writing credits on their own chart-topping song, which entitled Petty to Royalties. Another situation that's similar to this is between Ed Sheeran with Thinking Out Loud and Marvin Gaye with Let's Get It On. You know that song that goes, yeah. I've been feeling it. That's Marvin Gaye, Let's Get It On. And so Ed Sheeran put out Thinking Out Loud, which he, he sued him. The final verdict was like the feel was similar. Like the, feeling, the feeling that you feel from listening to the song was similar. Huh. That threw me for a loop. And the, they won that lawsuit? Yeah, he won. Yeah. Yeah, both of them got one. And I think these guys that, that are putting out this hard drive, they copyrighted an entire hard drive with, a, with every melody on it, generated by a commuter, every possible melody ever. And then they turned it back around to the commons because of people. That's what this, I know this is really For complicated this? words, but. Huh? To keep people from doing this? Yeah, to keep people from doing that. Thank you. Yeah. That's messed up. It's stupid. And, I, and I, I wrote down, find other ways than, quote, different to make your music impactful. There's no more different left yeah. anymore. No. Yeah, that's true. That's great. What were you going to say? You had some yeah, questions? That's great. Yeah, I got a question for you. Um, so what is a good way to go from being able to do the basics with a musical instrument to being able to actually play it like a jam in a jam session? I think if you get invited to the jam session, just go to the jam session and try to play along. And if you can't play along, just watch, you know. Um, but taking lessons is a good way to, to break that wall. Mm-hmm. I, I remember after like four years of playing guitar, I kind of hit a wall. And I took some lessons and it kind of opened, opened up the possibilities. Even just a couple weeks you know, somebody who's in, who's experienced in giving lessons will will look at your playing style and look at your mindset around your playing style mm-hmm. and figure out some things to give you that that, that will that will open your mind right. and allow you to break through that wall. Yeah, I think. <clears throat> yeah, that's good. I think I remember the first time 
when we started really playing as a band, like me and you, going from just like, oh, I'm going to play this beat uh, to playing this beat and, you know, just making noise to actually like trying to flow. Um, and yeah. It's like, you need to know music theory. You need to understand music theory a little bit. Yeah, that would be helpful. I never got into any sort of music theory. Yeah, but you, but you speak the language though. You understand yeah. quarter notes, right? Right. Like four, that's four notes that fit in one measure. Yeah. Sixteenth notes would be 16 notes that fit in that measure. Mm-hmm. And you just understood everything I just said. Right. So you know music theory. I think. Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. Just Okay. So yeah, having a really basic understanding of music theory then. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's important. It's math. It just comes down to math, dude, is what yeah. it is. Yeah. It's a universal language. Yeah. And just being able to... I think the biggest thing for me was before when I would go from being like super just really tight and tense and just playing super basic things and being quote unquote safe. Yeah. You know, and it has no fun. Yeah. You're not just playing and feeling it. It's first of all, just be okay with making mistakes. Yeah. Be okay with making mistakes and really yeah. just getting comfortable with it. And I, <laughs> the best way to get comfortable and be okay with making mistakes and getting better at playing your instrument is to really just play with people. Yeah. You know, cause there's, there's a, there's a pretty distinct difference between just playing to like music in your headphones. Yeah. And then actually like playing with other people. There's a pretty big difference there. Sure. And the really only way to get good at that is just to, you know, with other people <laughs> yeah make the leap yeah just jump in <clears throat> i think you know you have to whatever group you're jamming with you have to figure out how to get everybody on the same page mm-hmm. whether it's a chart that has tabs on it right. learn how to read tabs yeah you know uh if you're a guitar player or a bassist or just yeah or just learn how to read music and learn how to read a chart mm-hmm. get you know even if it's just lyrics with letters with the of each chord pl- above the lyrics right you know yeah let's figure good. out how to fu- get figure out how to get everybody yeah figure out a way to get everybody on the same page yeah. that's right this one's called retro booming This one would be really hard to write a chart for. Yeah. It's just a riff and a drum solo, right? Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. But at the end of the day, it's all made by one person. Oh. Which is me. So... Yeah, you did. You did that. You laid down that those drums, didn't you? No, I didn't do the drums, Devin. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. We're not talking about music anymore, anyway. No, can't talk about it anymore. It's against the rules. <laughs> talking about fitness. Nice. <laughs> Aren't you so proud of me? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm getting to know the oh, soundboard, dude. I see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm so proud of you, bro. Good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, how does someone that 
dislikes working out. Were we going to say that one for the end? No, I'm drunk. Just go for it. <laughs> I'm drunk. <laughs> one drink, guys, and he's drunk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not drunk. I'm just buzzed. How does someone that dislikes working out and enjoys their leisure time start on a path towards better physical health? That's a really well-worded question. Yes, it is. Way to go. Was it Liana? Yeah. Way to go, Liana. Thank you for that question. Thank you. Yes. That is... That's a hard question to answer because um, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about last week on motivation versus like a deep feeling of like something that from your core moves you to do something because I mean, anybody can go on YouTube and type in an inspirational video, right? And watch that video and be in the moment fired up and ready to go and motivated, right? Inspired. Inspired to go and move and, and do the thing, do the thing, whatever the thing is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And anybody can do that. But that's going to last maybe a day. The real test. Or two days maybe. And if you're lucky, it'll last you a week, you know. But you the, the thing that's really going to keep you going back, even when you don't want to, even because, heck, there's days when I don't want to work out, you know. But I'm always glad that I did, you know. So really trying to establish what it is that you're, you're trying to go, like, why are you, why are you trying to work out? Are you trying to work out because somebody else told you it's, it's healthy for you and this is something you should do? Or are you going to be like, okay, I have, eventually I want to, I want to have kids and those kids, hopefully they want to have kids. So I can have grandkids and I want to be able to play with them. Yeah. You know, I want to be able to stay mobile enough so that I can play with my kids yeah. and my grandkids. Right. And that is going to be something that is going to move you past that point of just inspiration, right? In that moment. So first of all, that's, that's kind of got to be why you got to figure out that part, right? That needs to be more than just, I want to get a six pack, right? Hmm. And um, first, and then second of all, it's just kind of having a realistic view on what fitness is what fitness is and how this whole fitness journey is going to work for you and just realize it and accept it don't push against the fact that it's going to be something that you have to do your entire life yeah it's not going to just go you can't just like follow a program for six to eight weeks yeah and poof you have this body that you want that doesn't have any pain yeah doesn't have any problems and it's just going to be that way forever. You got, you've got to understand that. It's a lifelong journey. Yeah. It's something that you're going to do every single day. You have right? to take care of yourself. Yeah. So realizing that, accept that, don't fight that, right? That, because if you fight that and you, it's, it's not going to happen. And then you're going to feel like there's something wrong with yeah. what you're doing. And then you're just going to quit, right? So, and there's a million things I could say, like, make sure that you get some sort of like accountability partner, make sure that you have some sort of a plan, you know, that you could follow. Um, but honestly, the biggest thing that's going to really help you beside, 
So the third thing that's really going to help you, um, you know, find out your why being number one, accept the fact that it's not going to just happen overnight and it's something that you're going to be doing for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. And then thirdly is, is find, find that something that's fun for you. Yeah. You know, like there's the so, thing. so, so many ways that you can do fitness. You can run, you can bike, you can swim, you can, um, lift weights. You can do CrossFit. You can go to freaking classes. Yeah. You can go to crass, classes, classes, you know, you can take yoga, you can do Pilates, you can do Tai Chi. There's so Tai Chi is freaking awesome. dude. I know. I remember I love Tai Chi. I took a Tai Chi class one time and it was me and I was like 19 or 20 at the time and a bunch of like 80 year olds. It was amazing. <laughs> it's so Why cool. is that amazing? I don't know. It's great. I love uh, elderly people. They're great. They're so funny. And then they're like, they so just think, I. they just think you're the coolest thing. I yeah. remember working at that place, Mary's Woods. Oh, yeah. So, Doing the lights oh, at that man. place. Ooh, getting shocked. Yeah, I got <clears throat> nailed. Quite so, yeah. a few times at that place anyway. That's, that's really what you got to do is don't, you don't just have to lift weights. You don't just have no. to go for a run. There's so many, there's so many avenues, right, that you can do. And, um, you know, a little bonus thing is get a personal trainer. They're going to help you stay focused they will take all of the work out of it right so many people are just like i've been doing the same workout for 10 years and i'm sick of it you know you know personal trainers motivation done right they'll help you figure out your why done right and then well uh, how are they going to take care of the motivation completely they're texting you and calling you and uh, now you have somebody else in the the loop that's you know not letting you just because think of how easy it is just go. I really don't feel like working out today, and you just don't, just do, don't it. do it. But now you got good. your personal trainer, and he's there. He's waiting for it. You've probably already paid for the session. Yeah, you know you've already put some money down. There you go, and you've got some investment, some skin in the game. See, but I, I remember this one personal trainer that I used to know told me that if you you should you should start working out at home and you should make the habit first. Then once you, you know, have, have gotten to terms with yourself to where you can set a goal, you can say, I'm going to work out Monday through Wednesday. And then you boom, 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 do it every, do it every week for four months or for four weeks. Then you call a personal trainer. Then you Mm -hmm. get a gym membership. Then you put the investment in, but you have to prove to yourself that you're capable of, being held accountable. Yeah. And that's great. That's that's great. And I think that's very romantic. You know, that whole idea of this is what you got to do. You got to make so that you can motivate yourself and you got to show yourself that you can be consistent and you've got to show yourself that you can do this. You believe in yourself and then, then you can come train with me. And that's great. I Devin's, like that. that. Devin says that's cute. That's, 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 yeah, it's very romantic. It's a very, (laughs) it's a very, but look, I just mentioned, and you know, people asking this question, I get this question all the time of, you know, probably 90% of the the time people ask this question, they're not going to be able to do that. They're just not, you know, they're going to need somebody to keep them accountable. 
They're going to yeah. need a little bit of like, you know, kick out the door, you know, to get started. And once they've got started, they start to see results. They start to feel better. They're hooked. Yeah. And it's, it's all over from there. So that's cool, man. Yeah. yeah. So it can go both ways. Huh. You know, and hopefully, I mean, you're going to have probably more long-term success if you can be that person who's motivated can motivate themselves yeah. and stuff. But sometimes it just takes a little bit to get to that point. Well, that's the big, that's one of the biggest things transitioning from a work environment as an employee, mm-hmm. um, you know, having your own business, right? you don't have anybody to tell you right. to go meet the client. Mm-hmm. You can reschedule the client if you want, right? You know, if you really want to, if you don't want to do it, you're the boss. Mm-hmm. So, What's that been like on a business side of things, running your own company, being the guy who makes decisions? How do you stay disciplined? How do you get, you know, how do you hold yourself accountable? Because that's one thing you've been better at me, better than me at for a long time. It's discipline. Uh, Well, unfortunately for my entire life, it was, that always came from a place of insecurity and a feeling of, I got to do this because other people are watching me. And if I don't do this, then I'm going to, I need to, that I'm going to let them down, you know? So I got to do it for them, you know? And it was kind of this idea, this whole kind of feeling of, you know, I got to, I got to do all my chores and get all of my school done for this other person, for mom, for dad, for my brothers, so that they think that I'm just like this really, you know, Go get her. Good kid, you know, (laughs) but, um, and then that, that slowly turns into anxiety and and I'm, 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 I figured that out, you know? So, uh, and now I've started to do it. I've, I've kind of realized that about myself and kind of flipped it and was like, okay, now I need to, um, I need to do this for me. I need to do this for my future and I need to do this because I think it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And then that is what, um, that's a uh, daily struggle, you know, just, I think a lot of people struggle with that. Yeah. I would say that's, it's not easy thing to do, but you spend all day meeting the, the mark for what's required of you. Yeah. Especially that really gets thrown on you as like this, as a mentality of like an employee, sure, you know, yeah. it's, it's really easy to fall into that. But also as some, as a business owner with clients, like your right. fitness clients, right. you know, you, you're, you're at their mercy, right? Yeah. That's kind of how I feel with my artists. Yeah. That's another big thing of like, if I don't do a good job, they're going to fire me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely a big thing that goes into it too. You know, it's like, I've decided that I want to make my career as a personal trainer, uh, you know, a musician or um, an artist, right? Yeah. And if I don't do these things, it's not going to happen and yeah. I'm going to have to go work at McDonald's for the rest of my life. And that's a real, like, you know, that's a reality every single day. You're never going to have to do that, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm not working at McDonald's, but... Money is not that important. <sighs> yeah. I hate to say that because me and you have both had people tell us that we're going to end up talking like that if we if we go on the path that we're on. Mm. I think, anyways, yeah. it just it just doesn't matter, dude. 
The IRS, what are they going to do? Send you to jail forever if you don't pay your bills on time? For not making money. What are they going to do, cancel your phone bill? Like you said, we fast because that helps you realize, how bad do I really need this freaking phone? Right. How bad do I really need this stuff? How bad do I really need money? Yeah. It's, um, yeah. Anyways, I could go in a million different directions. So. Well, I got one more question. Great. If you're not interested, if you're not interested in building muscles or losing weight, but to just maintain a healthy physical fitness level, what is the best way to achieve that? It's the best way to achieve that. Um, you know, just if you don't care about, you know, muscles and you don't care about being the fastest, the biggest, the strongest person, and you, and you just want to, um, you know, be healthy and have energy, have energy. Right. So there's, there's going to be two kind of sides to this is it's not all going to happen in the gym. A lot of your energy, a lot of your mood, a lot of your sleep and everything is going to come from, sorry, not your sleep. Um, just kind of your, your energy throughout the day is going to come from your, um, uh, nutrition. Mm. Right. So just being really like mindful and kind of aware of what your body's doing. Oh, I ate this and I got bubble guts, you know? Okay. Maybe I shouldn't eat that anymore. Right. You know? Um, Ooh, I ate this, this, um, whatever this meal. Right. And I feel great. I'm Uh, super energized. Or do I feel like I want to go take a nap after that meal, you know, and just kind of being really aware of what this food is doing to you. Right. Because so many people get in this mindset of like, I'm going to eat to survive only because I have to, right? If I didn't have to eat, I mean, if I didn't have to eat to survive, I wouldn't, you know, there are people out there for me. I'm like, I love eating. I love food, you know, but, um, there are people that are out like that. So just being really aware of what happens when you eat certain foods and don't listen to your body, listen to yourself. You know, what is your body telling your body telling you like allergies, you know, that can be a huge thing. Acne can be a huge thing. It doesn't have to be just like GI distress, right? So just being a, paying attention to what's happening. How much energy do you have? You know, do you have, you know, yeah. So that, that would be a big thing is like pay attention to your nutrition and kind of figure out, um, you know, do you have any intolerances or anything like that? So that's a big, big thing of just all, all over well-being, right? And then I would say, during your workouts, um, do lift weights, do lift weights. That's, that's super, super important. Always try to stay strong. Always try to, you know, do, uh, maintain your strength, right? Cause that's, what's going to help you like live longer and, and healthier, right? And mm-hmm. be more independent is this whole idea of strength training, right? So do some sort of strength training, do some sort of resistance training and focus on mobility, Right. So this whole idea of mobility, it's not just yoga. It's not just, you know, stretching and, and trying to get it so you can lift your, your foot above your head. You know, that's that's not necessarily what mobility is, but just being really super connected to all of your movements. So your mobility could move into your strength training and it should, you know, being able to do a chest press, but be very, very connected to every part of the movement. When you get down to the bottom of the rep, 
feel that the squeeze in your back, holding the shoulder blades in place and pressing the weight up, getting the squeeze at the top, making sure you can feel it in the pecs, right? And just doing different things to make sure that you are really super connected to every single movement that you're doing. And you're not even going to be focusing on, you know, it's not going to make you massive and huge. It's not going to make you just like super fast and explosive. It's just going to help you have less joint pain. You're going to stay stronger. You're going to have more connection to all parts of the movement and you're going to have better mobility and, um, just kind of better movement pattern, right? So dude, working out isn't just for looking good. No, no, it's really not. It's for just being healthy. Yeah, you got to be healthy. You want it. It's longevity. It's quality of life. You know, everybody, every single person should have some sort of um, strength training and mobility and some sort of health and wellness thing built into their life. It's not just for, you know, the privileged. It's not just for the people who have access to a gym. Yeah, it's not. It should be for absolutely everyone. And it's not just a a privilege. So it'll make your work better. Yeah, it'll make everything better. Make you feel better. Yeah. All right, guys. So here is what you've got to do. Okay, so you got to go find us on social media and follow us and send us your questions (coughs) uh, at Pod Heaven and Austin and Devin on Instagram. Sorry, just Pod Heaven, Austin Devin. On Instagram and Facebook, you can there also f- send us a tweet at PodHeavenAD. Womp, there it is. And if you watch us on YouTube, make sure you drop us a like, subscribe for more. And as always, guys, thanks for listening, and um, we'll catch you next week. Thank you, Devin. You got it. That was great. <laughs> That's good. See you next week.